you guys like ready to, to do an activity that may or may not be paranormal? We'll find out by the end. <laughs> if I these activities have, yeah. are in fact paranormal. That was a very, that was the worst like cold open. All right, let's do it. Ever done? Yeah. All right. I don't have anything better let's, this uh, time, but that's fine. I'm not going to buy a Ouija board, but I'm just. I'm going to borrow one. I hated what? that. I what? Didn't, I don't get the. Oh, Mika. Oh. Oh, Mika. Oh. I knew what you were talking about. I thought it was about. like a pun. I like knew what you words. were saying. I thought it was a word pun. Yeah. But aren't all puns with words? <laughs> Oh, oh no! Like us, why is this like us in the drive-through? Really? As opposed to other puns, that was what I was thinking of. I'm like, how can I make another kind of pun with right. words? Wait, I need to speak to make the pun. Oh no, a conundrum! As hard as I try, I can't make a pun without a pun. <laughs> oh. So we're in the new studio. Yeah, yeah maybe Hi that's guys. why the vibes are weird because we're in a different place it's now. It has a gas leak, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're also, I think we're all like all very stressed. Yeah. And very tired. All We all just moved into separate places. Well, within yeah. a span of like three days of each other. Mm-hmm. No, not even that. No, like two days, yeah. A day. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because like Logan and Franny moved the first day without me and Bridget and then the second day we helped them. And then what are you saying to me? Can you say words? Oh, okay. I'll get to that. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. I didn't want to say the words. The That's not reveal. my news to share. Um, anyway, so, so they moved, and then me and Bridget helped them move, and then me and Bridget moved, and Logan helped us, and it was just this whole thing. They don't and Franny know, was injured. They yeah, don't I know what. T- no, fuck what you're about to say. What? Sorry. They don't oh. know what tape is. Let's let that be known right <laughs> well, now. I didn't pack the boxes, I had okay? to carry two I- like 50 pound boxes of books with no tape on them. Listen, I kept getting hit in the face with the literal grapes of wrath. You know what I mean? Like I felt the real wrath. Of Wait, the do grapes we of own the grapes no, of wrath? No, we don't. No, it wasn't really wrath. that book, but it's not important. Well, I was hoping it was because I actually really like that one. It's a great I book. I hate that book. But I heard you. about the box you of the rocks. Grapes of wrath? Oh yeah, and the box of rocks. It was not a box of rocks. It was, it was a, a bag, bag of rocks. rocks. That was going to be put in a box, but then it was carried up in a bag by Ron. But anyway, no, in the midst me. of it all, I, I pulled, I in the midst of it all, right. I just he heard that. I just what? heard in that the, you packed rocks. Listen, the, they're from Michigan trip the, and we're going to tumble them. In the midst of it all, we got engaged. Me and Bridget. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Like, why is that my entire work when they found out? They were just like, take a bottle of wine. And then today I was there after posting it on Facebook yesterday. And they're like, oh my God, congratulations, 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 congratulations. Yeah, you hate, you hate their kindness. It's really, it. it's really cute, guys. It really is cute. Bridget asked me, and it was really cute after I ruined her plan to propose to me. Uh. <laughs> I ruined her plan. She had a plan and I... Oh gosh, the headphones just came unplugged. Um, Bridget, you can't jostle. Sorry, we all jostle. The engagement is off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the engagement's so, off. Um, but no, she had this like she had this like really cute plan, and she was like stressing about the details of the plan and like emphasizing to me that like certain things need to happen a certain way. And I was like, calm down, it's gonna be okay. And I made a joke 
because we always make this joke. Like Bridget always says to me, like, what if I propose to you in the middle of this Arby's? So I was like, oh, what are you going to propose to me at X place? And just the look on her face said it all, (laughs) but she was really going to. And then I felt really bad about it. But then she quickly changed her plan and proposed to me that same night. And it was really cute. And I said, I didn't see you down there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the full story, because I don't know if Logan and Franny know the story of what happened. Um, They were here. Well, I mean, even if we were here, they, I the mean, people don't know. Oh, the people don't know. Yeah, That's but I, I don't know if you guys knew. Is I, don't, what I, was saying. I don't know. Fuck us know. if we know. Um, the people don't know. We're the gonna people find don't out. know. So what happened was I said, hey, to her, to Madison's mom and sister, I was like, hey, I'm going to propose to her tonight. I'm going to go to the apartment. And this and was then, like our empty apartment that we had not yet moved into. Like right. We're, yeah. Like, and it was very cute because it's like, you know, we're starting this whole new thing together and we're starting it engaged. Hey, <laughs> but I was like, okay, like I'm going to do this tonight. And they're like, oh my God, we have to come with you. And I'm like, okay, like, all right. <laughs> with an audience this time. With an audience. Okay. Um, and so they came and they filmed and Hale, um, name redacted. You can say her name. Her name is Hale. She's my sister's friend. Yeah. Um, and her she, address is <laughs> her address is yeah. no. no, and her telephone number if you'd like to contact her yeah. is area code oh no oh gosh um, but she was filming and she was like you should get down on your knee because like Madison and her sister and her mom were they, like, all lured me into the other room yeah they were in it our was, bedroom it was like very random my sister was like Madison come in here and I was like what and she was like so what's your plan for in here where are you gonna put your stuff and I was like Oh, no. And then she started criticizing it when I told her. I was like, well, I think I'm going to put she's this over She's trying to make it believable, dude. And she was like, I think I'm going to put this over here. And she's like, no, I don't think you should put it there. And I was like, why did you ask? <laughs> but then I was on my knee forever. Like, I swear to God, three minutes just on my knee <laughs> in the fucking carpet. I'm just waiting. I was just, it's I'm, the love of my life. And I had to wave three minutes on my knee. <laughs> no, and, and like, the issue was like forever. The issue was because she started criticizing my choices for locations of items. I had to start arguing with her about why they should go there. And like your mom was like, okay, Madison, like we got to go get the cleaning stuff. And Madison, that was the, that was the premise. We came there to like clean up the clean, like wipe everything down and like vacuum the floors and stuff right. before we, moved our shit in and madison was like but wait and he kept like arguing with anna and then um madison's mom was like okay we got to go get the stuff and the madison was like do you have to do i have to come down with you do i have to come and they're okay, like this yes this makes me sound like a lazy bitch but i want to no. clarify that i have a little thing called foot hurty condition that <laughs> that's like literally my feet hurt all the time. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's my whole life always. So we had been like doing a lot of shit that day. Um, yeah. I mean, and so my foot hurty condition was acting up. My foots were real hurty. And I was like, can't you guys just go down then I'll help you clean it. I just don't want to go downstairs. Stairs, I didn't mean stairs to. are really, stairs really makes my foot hurty. Real, real great place to live in regards to that. Yeah, I know. I like, yeah. like literally I struggle with stairs so much because I have like short little tendons mm-hmm. that are not the size that one's tendon should be. And so stairs are my sworn enemy. And yet I picked a place on the third floor. With yeah. No they live at the top yep. of a castle. <laughs> yep. God, it's tough. Might as well be. Um, but yeah, so I'm down there and it feels like forever. And Madison's arguing I'm always arguing. If you didn't know this about me by now, I'm always arguing a point. 
always. And then finally, she comes out and she's like talking enthusiastically to her mom about something. I don't even know what. I'm always talking enthusiastically too. (laughs) I don't think I've ever talked unenthusiastically in my life. Never. And so she comes out and she's still talking to her mom. And she turns over and she looks at me. And then she turns back and like, and I'm on my knee. I have the fucking ring. The box is open. I'm ready. And she looks at me, makes eye contact with me, and then turns around and keeps talking to her mom. (laughs) I didn't like, I, I saw her on the ground, but I thought she was just like sitting on the floor. Because we had been like up and doing stuff all day. So I thought she was just like sitting on the floor waiting for things to happen. Which I mean would have made sense. Yeah. I, I And so I didn't realize. And then they were Bridget, all like, don't give her this. <laughs> she literally looked at your ass proposing and went, so this is what I was thinking for the living room. <laughs> it just didn't register. I was on my own thing. Like I was, I was thinking about other stuff and, and I wasn't expecting it to happen. Yeah. And then I went, are you fucking kidding me? And they were all like, look, Madison, really? And I was like, what? And then I was like, <gasps> She did, and she like covered her little mouth, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then I didn't. I was like so shocked by the fact that she didn't recognize that I was proposing to her. And then everybody was like, "Bridget, you have to do your speech. You have to do your speech." And I was like, "Oh, you have a speech." And she said, "Will you marry me?" And I was like, "Oh, that was (laughs) I know." My brain just went blank. I think I said, "Oh, I think I said, um, I want to propose to you in the place we're starting a new chapter of our life. Will you marry me?" Yeah, and I said, yeah. Yeah, but I like for a minute there, I just forgot to ask the question. I just stared at her. You're just like, will ya? <laughs> I was just holding the ring box. I, know, and I was like looking and I was like, I was like, so do I just like grab it out of there? <laughs> I just, I froze. I completely forgot. But it was the wrong question. Like, what you going to do with all that junk? Says <laughs> <laughs> whatever question goes to mind. It was oh really God. cute though, and I'm very happy. And we're engaged now, and that's the Crosscut Cinema Life update. Yeah, I could have been. Oh, and we have two cats. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really important too. We moved to the it new is. place and got cats on the same day because you, that's because we're lesbians. Like, is it not the most pain. lesbian move to to U-Haul, get engaged, and get two cats on the same day? Yeah. We didn't get engaged on the same day though. I mean, it might as well have been. It was like literally in like one like eight hours of- prior. Yeah, you're right. Get engaged, U-Haul, and then cats. But That's the order of things, if you're wondering. <laughs> the cats' names are Buddy and Smokey. They're very cute. Yeah. Um, if you guys want us to post videos or pictures of them, we can do that. They, we've never once asked if they want videos of our dogs, so we're just going to assume you guys don't. I mean, I'm going I'm to start posting them anyway. The nope. <laughs> I'm going to start they posting them. They don't have faces for show business. Uh, Mila's literally in or, like, the thumbnail of last week. Just take people on. Yes, they do. No, they don't know that's Mila. How could they not know that's oh. Mila? It could be any dog. They don't know I, my dog. I guess. What? Okay. Why would you? I don't, I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't know if she wants to be in the limelight like that. Oh, I well, see. she is. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm being new. I'm one of those parents like Macaulay Culkin, my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Oof. Um, anyway. But speaking of little babies and parents that do things to them mm-hmm. against their will. Wait, yeah. Paranormal activity. That was the... It's okay, here we go. Okay. That was the weirdest okay, segue. It didn't, it didn't come out right, but Not like... The whole thing about paranormal activity is like they're trying to get this baby. They don't know that till the second one. And they're trying to... 
get this baby for their de- demonic they don't know that for their demonic the and evil purposes one. like macaulay Culkin's dad you are this revealing spoilers. about the second movie before even the first we're gonna talk about this we're gonna talk about both of them yes so anyway spoilers ahead Obvious, well, <laughs> i think that that was a that was a given no um but seriously though I was uh, we're doing all I'm six gay. films we're doing two an episode we were originally gonna do three but then we realized that that's insane um, <laughs> because we only have so much time to record right now, and we also have so much content to produce. So yes, so we decided. Also, I just feel like we have so much to say about these movies that we don't want a three-hour podcast about paranormal activity. We feel like that's not what you want either. You'd rather yeah. have them in shorter doses than that. So yeah, we're gonna do one and two today, and then we'll do three and four a different mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. and then we'll do five and six, mm-hmm. which is uh, marked ones in Ghost Dimension. They don't have numbers anymore. So yes, we are we are splitting them up. So let's talk about paranormal activity. Franny, what do you think about it? What is your history with paranormal activity? I mean, I remember watching it as like a kid and everything. I've always liked them. Um, really, like they're like that kind of concept is like the only thing that really scares me in the world. I'm not well, like ghosts. Yeah, I I don't fuck with ghosts, but like I can watch like any slasher, or anything like that. Like that shit doesn't bother me. Um, I can watch gory shit, anything as long as it's. But if it's ghosts, I will be fucked up for days. You know what scares me the most in a horror movie? Like 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 nothing that like scares me the most, but gives me the most like horrified reaction and i think we've talked about this before logan is like when there is like body horror like yeah. gore but when it's surgical yes Ooh, like human centipede like fucks me up because it's like so precise and when we review tusk it's gonna ruin no your life. i know no, it's gonna ruin not, my life i really okay. i really want to do it because it's like a thing that really icks me also we have to i'm a kevin smith fanboy we are going to review Every Kevin Smith I think, movie. I think mm. the surgical thing really gets me because I can't do Tusk or um, <laughs> Human Centipede either. Yeah, like it's just like that like, surgical aspect of it is like... Yeah. The issue with Human Centipede is it's not even like an engaging piece of cinema. Like, no, it's not. It's, it's just, just He eats poop and then she eats pooped poop and then he shits it out. Like, <laughs> that's the idea. It's just fucking disgusting body horror. Tusk, on the other hand, is no. amazing. Gross. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um no i get that too like whenever i see like a specifically like surgical horror yes exactly like somebody wakes up with like a different arm or some shit you're like fuck Ooh. me fuck me get that, that shit shit's out of here scary oh god i so um did you have anything you wanted to add about your experience with paranormal activity at all yeah i was gonna add, i was gonna say what kind of horror scares me in the oh what kind of horror scares yeah, get you to it. yeah let's do it cool um, people living in the walls and shit. If you like listen to our earlier podcasts, um, you might know that. I'm face palming so hard right now. <laughs> Parasite for Bridget was quite a time. It was quite a time. I've watched it twice. It's been a time both times. Um, um, but my experience with this movie was like my parents and I stayed up one Friday night and like we watched it together and it was a really like bonding moment. We always, mm-hmm. like, watch horror things, like, especially ghost stuff. We used to just, like, on Friday nights or Saturday nights, we'd, like, stay up late and pop popcorn and watch, um, like, ghost stories. That's really that cute. Stories. Awesome ass shit. That's I never, cute. I was, like, not a horror movie child. 
I like was. the first horror, I really, horror movie I really remember like the watching. The first horror, I'm sorry. <laughs> the first horror movie the first I really remember. Thing I ever did. Like watching and enjoying. <laughs> oh I was probably like 12. Same. Um, watching Disturbia with a young Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, the the um, rear window. Yeah. Yeah, this is so good. It's really, I really like that movie it's still. still. It's still um, was pretty good actually. But when, yeah, I just like couldn't do horror stuff when I was like a kid kid. Like, I remember watching a Goosebumps one time and I had like nightmares. It was terrible. My brother made me watch Rob Zombie's Halloween in fifth grade. Nice. Let's Oof. just say that every horror movie after that was fucking cake. So yeah. not scary at all. And it got me super obsessed with that series too. Um, yeah. But, it was. So I don't know if that's a good sign for horror movies or bad, like if it's good for kids or not, but like I became obsessed with Halloween not long after. Don't get me wrong, I cried and had nightmares, but right. still, it did happen. Um, so paranormal activity. But I, I want to say, mm-hmm. though, because I never had that like much of a horror, and like even when I was an older kid, I didn't really, like even after I watched Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, is everything okay? Yeah, the, the, she was scratching. I was fidgeting, and, and you can oh, hear we it could hear it. On there. Oh, I see. Um, but like, I never really watched horror movies, and so I did not watch Paranormal Activity until we all four watched that it together. Blows my mind. Like, I was yeah. so excited it was, to it was show so, like, you. It was so like present in my childhood. Like, yeah, it was right. not. It was, I just never saw movie. it. I remember I was such a Paranormal Activity like I was when I was in my film uh, class in high school. I was such a PA apologist. Like everybody was always like. Yeah, sure, because the movie only costs 15000 to make, so it's like an indie, like, masterpiece in that way. Right. It costs 15000 to make, and it's one of the most impressive horror movies out there. I mean, like, Steven Spielberg said it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Eber gave it a four out of four. And it made, like, hella money. It made mm-hmm. so much money. And the way they toured the movie, too, is they didn't have enough to go wide and wide release, so they take it to college towns. And then post it on YouTube, the people's reaction in those college towns, and ask, if you want to see it, ask for it in your town. So that's how they toured the movie for a whole year. Yeah, that's really cool. Just people requesting it to be at their cinema. They still show the, like, paranormal activity commercials like that. Like, the they reactions. show the mm-hmm. reactions. They, don't, they refuse to do spoilers in the trailer. Which I like I that. love. And there's a new one coming in 2021 as well. So that's, that's going to be really exciting. That's really exciting, yeah. But yeah, it was really weird because like, I feel like Paranormal Activity is something that like everyone has seen and I just never yeah. had. Yeah, it's, it's really like a cornerstone of like the audience. It's you know also I mean? a time oh, right. capsule. Like, oh I, yeah, like this is, it's like so, it like the house that they're in yeah. is so like <laughs> Live, Laugh, Love yeah. in 2007. <laughs> I was literally going to say like it's Live, Laugh, Love. It's got like the decorative mm-hmm. like peppers in the jar and the fat <laughs> peppers chef. you know like the yeah, fat chef yeah, in the kitchen yeah exactly the Italian one rolling a meatball and shit yeah and he's got a rolling bin like all like, of it looks like you got it from like like Burlington Co. and like the yeah. wardrobe <laughs> like, and like and like the beige sectional yeah <laughs> yeah that they all had yeah it's so like it's so exactly that time everything's period. like super beige all the time yeah like i don't yeah. know why in there's the, no in the, every concept is closed there's no open concepts <laughs> correct, correct. All closed <laughs> concepts everything's closed i don't off. know i don't know what we were all going through collectively in like the early mid thousands where we were like everything has to be beige right yeah. now <laughs> everything's beige and closed off everything oh it was a time oh god yeah um so um in regards to paranormal activities, cultural significance, since you're talking about like how it was significant to everybody around you, but not you. Yeah. Um, it really took over the Halloween slot that Saw used to fill. The Saw films used to come out every single year at Halloween. It would kill at the box office. Saw kind of 
fiddled off a little bit because paranormal activity picked up with so much popularity. And before you knew it, every single Halloween, it was, let's go see the paranormal activity movie. Right. And um, because of that, <laughs> I feel like some of the quality towards the middle of the series kind of fell off a little bit. But this film, I mean, it, it really is quite terrifying and stands on yeah, the top really really is. Yeah, well. and, like, that's my thing because it was, like, so much, like, everybody, like, knew what it was and it was such a, like, everybody had seen it. I didn't think it was going to be, like, scary. Yeah. But I was, like, actually sitting there, like, spooked. I remember you going, oh, my God. At one point, I was like, yes. I just remember. working. And I was, like, sitting there in the chair that, that we don't even have anymore. Yeah, he's gone. Wow, that chair has been with me through so much. Yeah. Um, but and I was like, too. Yeah. I know. I was like sitting in the chair and I was like gripping the little edges of the, because it's like a recliner. And I was like, oh my God. It was a recliner from 1993 that yep, it served me it was so a well. motor powered recliner. It was that one we of got the a first goodwill. powered recliners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just remember. Like, I've, had a, I've had a whole breakdown in that recliner right? and like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's all good though. Yeah, I've had a whole like drug induced spiral. When we in were very when chair. we were watching Paranormal Activity, we had to keep getting on Bridget about being like, "Oh my god, I remember this so oh my vividly." God. Yeah. Right before Actually, something bad, let's have this argument happen. right now, Bridget. Uh, if you do if you do that during the next two movies, I will have to remove I've never you from seen the room. She was spoiling it so movies. hard for Madison. And it's it not was hilarious. Like, like it's <laughs> it's just it's the film geek in me where I'm like, yes, Bridget's just excited, and that's how she I know. shows it. it was, but it was I'm such cute. a fucking purist. I'm like, you're giving things away. <laughs> And I realized now <laughs> I overreacted. But still, I was like, in the moment, I was like, well, Bridget hasn't seen, or Madison hasn't seen this, Bridget. We can't do this. And then right before something good would happen, Bridget would be like, oh my God, I still remember this. I'm like, <laughs> right, right? Like, you wouldn't let the anticipation grow. But it didn't <laughs> matter. Because no, it didn't, it literally the didn't so matter. Good, I was like, it, was, it was so funny. It was, it was honestly it so just good. funny. Because, like, I could, like, see it in Logan's face that he was worried about Madison's, like, experience getting ruined by it. And I was just and sitting Bridget there, like, just, you were just sitting there scared, and Bridget was sitting there oblivious. Matt, yeah. <laughs> just, Matt, I was having a time. Yeah, you were also <laughs> fucked up at the time. Like, I literally. was? Yeah, you were on, you were drunk or something. Yeah. I think you may have done an edible. No, that was. No, you were drunk. She was drunk from L- Lubinos. Oh, oh, yeah. I was right. I was drinking was white drunk. Russians. That was when I was like real fucked up. Yeah. And I, I, I remember drinking back a little bit, but like, I had to drive. I yeah. remember this now. But um, I just, I, I distinctly remember like you were so zoned into the movie that at one point Bridget was legitimately trying to talk to you about something and you were like, like five minutes like what <laughs> so I, I think it's fair to say that she didn't spoil shit no she didn't you were i was like in the it. Fuck in. i know it was just so funny it was such a like moment that showed all your guys's like personality personality i love to just like get so in deep in a movie yeah dude i love to just like let it like just like sit in my little chair and just let it like swallow me up and this movie does such a good mm-hmm. job because for one it revived found footage a thousand percent like found footage was oh, kind yeah. of popular, especially from Blair Witch, but it's kind of teetering off in like 2004, 2005, and then 2007 comes around. We're like paranormal activity. Here the fuck we go. Um, I I love the found footage in this movie. I love the I love the like mm-hmm. still camera. Yes, that's absolutely. something I really really like um, because I am I, I am a known and professed hater of shaky cam. Yes, and so many times found footage like Does falls into mm-hmm. the like the shaky cam thing it's opposed to like doing actually interesting like camera things or like because like a lot of times they use shaky cam to build tension and hide something that's happening in front of the character but like the camera's moving and so you can't see it and like 
this movie doesn't do that and it just like keeps the camera static but then like you have to really look to catch the things i think the only time shaky cam works is and the, obviously you're going to argue against because you hate all forms um <laughs> i mean sometimes a, sometimes i can like allow it working like and like being having a place mm-hmm. in what's happening but yeah. i just i just don't like it i just find it distracting more than anything and i'd just rather not be there but i can allow for it to happen because i like understand that for, sometimes it needs to for me it works great with an action scene that is that is built into a gritty world like for instance if you look at something like even though this is a terrible example of a good action film crank all the shaky cam and crank works because the whole movie is like on adrenaline or like red state in the scene where he's running through the church just because the whole film was so ingrounded in like a gritty like still cam that when it mm. was shaky it was like well this is really fucking this is a serious moment but um the other thing I was talking about the realism with the movie is that they, they wanted the actors to come off so genuine that they had them use their actual names as the performers. So yeah. it's the real actors' names. So they never... And these aren't people were, who had really done a lot of like no, acting before. Not at all. They're she, definitely... What's-her-face was in the, the director's college rendition of Into the Woods. That was the only thing she had acted in at the time. Wow. Damn. She, Katie? she kills it, yeah. She wow. kills it for a whole series, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, she's really incredible, actually. She really is. Even though I feel like she looks too much like Katy Perry to have also the name Katy, but that's fine. I don't yeah. really think she looks like Katy Perry, but that's fine. No. Not, not even a little bit. I don't really see I it. I can see it. But not like so much really that it, but. she's not allowed to be named Katy. <laughs> I'm not going to um, take away the name for but her. Yeah, I, I really like, and I really like the shots like the time, what do you call it? The the like the um, time lapse. The time lapse. That was, Those are really mm-hmm. cool. I just want to. I want to sit down with that guy. And ask him, because, you know, like, let's let's say three hours actually passed, right? Right. And they had the camera on somebody standing still for three hours. It would not look anything like that. It would look fucking crazy and jumpy. Yeah. Like, you can't fast forward three hours and have it look like somebody standing there waving back and forth. So I want to know what amount of time they did fast forward, how they made it look so casual with the clock, because it, yeah. it isn't exact. Like, there, somebody had to sit there and vide- video technique that for hours. And it's yeah. so striking. Yeah, it's Every like so it really good. is that that the like yeah the time lapse stuff is so good, and and like it's it's so good because you are getting to see everything that's happening and you're no you're not like skipping time. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. You're just doing time fast, and it's also really cool because what I really like about this movie that I we can get into it later, but I think that like the second like the other the subsequent sequels kind of lose especially like as they go on i think they lose this is that like in this in this first movie there are just like stretches of time when nothing is happening and it's terrifying absolutely because we're so on the edge with them in the whole time right because like, it thing, doesn't feel that long but really like, not a thing, lot happens the thing that makes a scary movie scary is not like the actual scary thing it's the anticipation of the scary thing and then the thing appearing is just like the adrenaline coming out of you finally having it it's a catch-22 though because if they want to make a sequel they can't do the same thing they did before right now they could have more lapses of time but the thing is you have to up the ante with the scares because you know, nobody's going to sit through the same movie three times. Yeah. So I get what they were trying to do. I just feel like the next one we're going to talk about, I want to get into spoilers. That one did it so wrong. Whereas I feel yeah. like the third one did it a lot better. Yeah. It just I like, agree. it just lacks. Yeah. Yeah. It just lacks those like long stretches of time that are like really terrifying because you like keep expecting something to happen. And then like, it's almost worth be- worse because nothing does happen. And so you're still just like, you have this leftover tension and it's really cool. 
And like, you know, like it's really cool to have that and not get the payoff from it, but then to get that payoff later, if that makes sense. It kind of is like a, um, the first movie really feels like it's actual found footage. Like you yeah. fucking found right. this whole ass footage. Whereas the other movies, it's mark, like a, it's marked a found ones footage aside, movie. marked ones aside, they feel like they're supposed to be, you know, entertaining in our actual right. horror films. Um, like if, like good example is if, if you ever have seen Marble Hornets on YouTube, it's a, it's a student shot YouTube series about Slenderman. Um, the first like 30 episodes are actually really cool. And I know the guy who worked on it got a real directing job afterwards. And then the 30 following are really terrible. And it's mm-hmm. because they lose that founding footage feel. Yeah. And like, that's kind of like, like, cause they, cause they have such, they have the first movie has such like tension in it and it's really good and it's really cool. And then I, and I don't think that there's any way that they could have hung on to it, but like the, the subsequent movies, at least the three subsequent movies that I've seen have just, they just like lost the magic a little bit. I don't want to tell you how they could have, because I think they did, but I don't want to tell you how they did it. What do you mean? I think that there there was a moment of rediscovery in the series. For yeah, that. I mean, no, I mean, like, and I think that, like, I think that the, um, which is the one, I'm just trying to think which is the one. From when the 80s? Yeah, when the girls are younger. Is that that's, three? That's three, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that three kind of gets it back. Yeah, and then four completely drops the ball entirely. Guys, don't I, do the whole series in one episode. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I mean, no, but like, I think I think that they, I think in two they kind of lose it a little bit, mm-hmm. and it just it just isn't quite the same. We'll get we'll get to two because I, I have big thoughts on that. Let's let's yeah. circle back around to one. For yeah, a second. but but like so like one has this thing that like I don't think any of the others fully recapture, but three does a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think and I think that like we'll get into it. I think it's this like sort of series of us talking about it goes on, but I think what they try to do in two as we'll talk about is have more scares which what they really need to do is as opposed to having more they need to have innovative scares and that's what they do in three yeah I'll, I'll and, and again we'll talk that. about yeah, all that i got big thoughts on what you just said but I'll wait on <laughs> are that. they thoughts that i'm right wait on it do not do the whole we'll um, series <laughs> in one episode so uh, uh let's talk about some of the performances because we mentioned katie first yes second. yeah oh um, my god so good. Micah, Mika. 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 Which um, is terrible. I've never seen, known anyone named Mika. I've known plenty Micahs, of Micahs yeah. in my life, yeah, but I never agree. a Mika. So Mika is effectively the most frustrating character in the yes. I hate him. And uh. the fan, this is here's, here's the thing though. The fan base is well aware of that. And I actually think this is one of the detriments of the film. Um, you have to make a character that is believably bad. Like this character is He's such an car. asshole. Yeah. I mean, such a fucking asshole. There's no way he exists. Right. There has to be a There's moment. There's no way she wouldn't just leave his ass. No, with no, the no. Way he's there wouldn't too. be a way that a man, woman, alien, tiger would operate this way. No people act as this man he just, does. Like, he shows her no compassion. He shows himself no sense. Yeah. You know that crazy yeah. shit's going on. You're like, let me get a Luigi board up in here. It's like that one comment said about the you messing around with the Weggy board. Like, what do you expect? Correct. <laughs> And and like and his whole like caveat like we were talking about where he's like yeah. I didn't buy a Ouija board like what a I fucking asshole <laughs> like he's like, twirling his fucking mustache as he's saying it. it's ridiculous like he like, like he's so clearly clever like he found out. himself a little loophole like you're such an asshole she asked you not to do that and and we were talking about this when we were watching but every paranormal activity has a moment where the guy's like show me your boobs in front of this camera hey now let's calm down here. <laughs> 
the dad in two was not that bad about that. But hmm. no, but he did have a moment. Let's, but let's, Mika was like actually shitty about it. Let's also point out the fact that no one was as bad as Mika in any of the rest Correct. of these films. No, yeah. I think they learned from their mistake. They're like, ooh. Well, it's not the the guy didn't do any more after one. Uh, he produced some, but he went on to do other stuff that he wanted to do. He oh. was in um he was in two a little bit. No, no, I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about the writer director. Oh, I think you're oh. talking about the actor playing Mika. I was like, he was no, into a little bit. No, no. Um, a lot of times these characters, especially Katie, like they they pop in and out of the series. Yeah, all the time. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, man. I I just there was something that was clearly the student film aspect of the movie because the rest of it is like, oh my god, the scares are so good, the technical work, the cinematography in a found footage film. There yeah. were shots in this movie that were interesting to mm-hmm. look at when things weren't happening because they had to be because not a lot was happening. You know, they had to build the tension, but they yeah, also had to and make like, shit and look it's really scary. cool because like you're in, you're looking in those shots for something to be happening, mm-hmm. and then and then like you're kind of looking at it and you saw you think you see something, but you're like, did I really see it? And it's really fun because you get to like, I don't know, like it's it's like it, it's another level of scary because you're like, am I seeing things or did something really happen in there? Like, it, what's going on? It felt like the filmmakers took the time. To be like, yes, there are going to be moments where they're looking in the shadows. Let's show off our physical ability. This movie feels right. like a tryout to be a great filmmaker that accidentally turned into a great film. Right. Because there's tons of mm-hmm. amateur moments too, especially with the actor who was like the priest or whatever, or like the witch doctor guy. What, what was he again? Uh, he was like the medium. He was fucking a horrific actor. Mm. He was I mean, not great. when he came back, he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" He was, he was like, "I gotta get out of here." He literally walked in like spooked. He was like, "Oh no, it's so scary in here." And the thing is, there's a way to act that. Nope, he did not do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just made me laugh out loud, and he made yeah. you guys laugh too. And you had never even seen it before, and you were laughing. Yeah, it was just a. Bad and I mean, that's how, and that's like how kind of Mika is. It just like makes you want to yell at him and laugh at him because he's like not a person. No, he's, he's over just the top. A, he's just a human piece of garbage. He reminds, he's, a, he's a trash bag that grew legs. He reminds <laughs> me when we were talking about. I know what you did last summer. Um, I. Or like the second one, I still know what you did last summer, Bitch, right? I'm never gonna forget what you did last summer. Is it? Is it? I still know. <laughs> hey, the, remember the last sister, summer, the bitchy sister? No, the bitchy sisters. Oh, I know. Okay, she's in the first one, the bitchy sister of um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. Like how she was just over the top bitchy for really no reason. Like that's just how Mike Mika feels like. You know, just just a two extra character that they really could have toned down and made somebody real. The positive, though, with Mika's character, and this is to kind of go against myself, I guess, with this argument, is when there was tense moments, he put them in such compromising positions. Oh, my God, yeah. That it became that much more tense when he's climbing up the ladder to the attic. Yeah, and you're like, <gasps> oh, my God. You're like, fuck me. God damn it. Why are you doing this, you fucking bitch? He if is he was the quintessential. Like, you want to yell at him for going in the room. If character. he was a reasonable character. He wouldn't have climbed up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I get it because, like, you, you kind of need somebody in a movie like this to, like, be a little bit more skeptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, he, when he was literally, like, instigating the ghost, too. Yeah. And he was and trying to be, like, a man about it. Like, you're going to mess with my lady. I was going to say, like, okay. and not, no, like, not to be offensive to the man in the room in the audience, but isn't that just like a man? Um... <laughs> Okay, yes. I could, I could, 2007 maybe. Like, well, I mean, just because, like, you know, I think this movie has something really interesting about it where it's like, um, like how women's fears, women's like very legitimate fears, yeah, are like, you know, mocked and like not believed, just and, gaslighted, and, and it, yeah, and know, like, this is a very women power centric horror yeah, series, yeah. Um, 
to, until later on, I think that they make a mistake in that regard. But for the most part, this movie is about like the the idea of like the evil female character, but as well as like the misunderstood and or ignored female fears and emotions. Yeah, it's a really women centric horror series, which is pretty. Yeah, cool. and I mean, and yeah, and yeah, I think like it. I think it happens in real life. It's like women's women's fears and concerns are seen as like not real or hysterical or like women are emotional, but also the evil passes of women that some women have or the, yeah, yeah, that is totally ignored. And in this series, it's not, I mean, some, some of the worst antagonists in the series are women. Right. Um, in fact, I think mm-hmm. most of them, if not all of them are, unless you want to count yeah. Micah as an Mika's antagonist. an antagonist for sure. He I antagonizes me as it, an audience he, member. He is ultimately a victim as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the, but then like, but then you have that moment where like she finally like gets Mika's ass and you're like yes good for her bitch. I didn't feel that way but that's I okay. I felt that way. <laughs> I just thought oh no someone's dead now. I was like good for her. <laughs> I love that. But um <laughs> yeah like that that death was the only happy death in the whole paranormal activity yeah, series. Yeah it's like finally really? thank god. I think it's the only happy one. Well I mean I haven't rewatched the other ones and I really didn't watch the other ones like I really watched like one two and three as a kid i didn't really yeah i thought that that um well i don't know i guess you kind of a good point but we need not do the whole yeah we're gonna we're doing it again one I know. podcast it's so it's hard it's not so to talk easy about to all talk of them about though, them, because yeah. i'm glad we didn't watch five and six because i feel like this conversation would be totally different yeah i'm saying that right now i think your entire perspective would be different that's fair which is gonna be cool when we watch it because then we can listen yeah. back yeah um, right yeah like an, another positive with this movie is that we're introduced to their obsession with crafting necklaces and, and jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just echoed throughout the entire series for some reason. For whatever reason, that's like a real sticking point. I really like how this series doesn't start at the top. Like it kind of like, yeah, I, I, I like the starting point it chose. I know that that was done out of necessity. Yeah. But it is cool. It's a good starting se- point. And if it's fun fact before the film got its full release. Yeah they were already started on too because such a good response uh-huh. had come that, that financees were like, all right, here we go. Let's put I like, all the money I, into this. I do this. wonder if they had, if they had thought really of the sequel um, at the time there, or it, it is apparently factual that one and two always were meant to exist. That is what's okay. Been that makes sense. Uh, that, that seems about right. To I, me. I like mm-hmm. how, how since they did that first, I like how Mika's death becomes like a like a placeholder in like what time you're but, in. But it confuses me. It makes me feel like they weren't, he wasn't fully dedicated to the story because there's alternate endings to Paranormal Activity. Which I don't like. I love oh, I the, about I that. Love, I, I love never watched alternate. any of them. There's an alternate one where she sits in the room after she kills Mika and waits there for days and the police come and get her and she goes to attack one and they shoot her. And it's a yeah, really, I've it's, seen that it's one. a really yeah, but cool. Then she couldn't have taken the exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they shot the movie, and he's like, "I'm gonna have these alternate endings for financiers yeah. and stuff." And if I can't make another movie, I want this movie to end fucking epic because the way yeah. it ends, yeah. as it is, isn't very epic. She does. Isn't like a, there an ending where she like kills herself too? Yes, I thought so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't like the ending as it is because well, everything is good except for when she attacks the camera. That is the single worst looking attack of a camera. Yeah, I don't. I've like ever that. seen in my whole life. Um, but other than that, but it does give, kind of get you though. It's, it's just a scare. Wouldn't it have been it's so much shot. crazier if you had just seen her like stand there for a while with the time lapse, and then she just like walks downstairs. Yeah, because then you're like, where the fuck's that bitch going? 
Right. Instead, she right. had a camera for lunch and then went and stole her nephew. Which, like, <laughs> it's it's just like a... Yeah. It's like a cheap ending, like, attacking yeah. the camera. Yeah, then you know, we're talking about a, a brand new shiny yeah. filmmaker, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense. And like, the, and, like, that's the kind of ending that, like, sells your sequel. For sure, yeah. I think that um, this, this the mica throwing scene is going to go down in horror history is one of the greatest jump scares of all time it's such a good scene it, it just, really is also the scene where she is like dragged out of bed that's such a good scene oh yeah mm-hmm. they repeat that they're they juice that fucking scene i know they wouldn't put that in every damn movie you hear me and uh, you know what and it's good too we're picking up a baby we're dragging a baby we're dragging an adult we're dragging what well, can we drag can, yeah. we, can you be dragged let's drag you what's that <laughs> turn on that remote control control car and then drag it <laughs> But yeah, it's it. That's a good scene, and like especially towards the end of this movie, like the scares are so good. They really are. They like you. You get the payoff for a lot of for all the time you spent waiting, right? And like something to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like you, you really get like you're you spend a lot of time waiting for something to happen, and then suddenly everything's happening, right? And that scene with the like flower. I remember that from my childhood. Oh, the the, yeah, the baby powder, whatever it was, yeah, flower, whatever. Where you see the fucking feet, ooh. Mm. <laughs> she said, ooh. Ooh. That was done. No, we're doing, we're talking, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the sequels again. We'll get to it. Mm. Um, that was in the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I was thinking about a scene that was, that when okay. they did it better, um, <laughs> which was PA3 for sure. When the, after the tornado, or the, yeah. or, sorry, not the tornado, the earthquake, and then the dust from the ceiling falls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the yeah. better version of that scare, I think. But that's good. They should improve. Um, let me see here. Uh, some of the issues with the movie though, um, I also think would be like the, the long, like, okay. So in the sequel, you see that they're going over to other people's houses and stuff. I feel like there wasn't enough human interaction going on. Mm. I mean, you got to think about the fact that there's people screaming bloody fucking murder at the top of their lungs. No police, no friends, no nothing. Right. Are you okay, Franny? Yeah. You look possessed by Toby. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just processing. Um, so, yeah. You know, this is not a perfect movie. But I think that it's so fucking iconic that it's going to, it's going to, it's it has to go down as one of the best horror movies Yeah, ever. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. also, like, you can see how much horror movies that we have now are, like, or maybe not now. I think we're kind of in, like, a new phase with our horror movies. Oh, but they totally cherry pick. You know, they take certain things from the movie. Right, right. But I think especially of, like, the teens, like, the, the, the 20 teens. Like, I'm specifically thinking of, like, like or like maybe the 20. Gallows. Yeah, the Gallows is one. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. Like, movies like that, those, like, kind of bad horror movies that we had in the teens, um, really get a lot from this, like you know, and from the series, I think as a whole, like it, they get a lot from this. And then, there's and I think the found footage that we have right now, mm-hmm. or we we have less found footage right now. I think we're kind of in a lull for our found footage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that VHS though and Creep yes. and all those other movies, yeah. Okay, we watched, dude. We watched Creep the other day. That uh-huh. shit was so good. I told you it was good. I know she wouldn't listen to me for like the longest time. <laughs> I was, like, we I should was watch like Creep. scared too. We watched it and it was just me and Bridget in the house. Wait till that sequel, dude. Oh, uh, I know. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. It's it's actually pretty scary. It is. Um, it is pretty scary. Uh, but no, that shit freaked me out. 
Yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie, it's super good. That yeah, was when our that was when we had botched Fourth of Fourth of July plans. Oh no, yeah, we I, also, I couldn't even. We were gonna watch more of these. I couldn't even get that sentence out of my mouth. The pops of Fourth of July. We got the blub de blub and the Fourth of July. It took a lot of convincing to get her to watch Creep too. I mean, a lot of it convincing. Just like, it was just like you had to be in the mood for it, you know. Yeah. Also, but, it does not yeah. look good when you see like. Like the ads, like the 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 promotional stuff. The yeah, art. it just didn't seem. It just like kind of looks like me. a looks like a a May or a rubber or a Chillerama. It doesn't look that good. But that shit was scary. I like that. Shit it was a lot. so good. Guys, like and comment if you think we should review Chillerama. By the way, no. <laughs> also, like and comment because I've been trying to convince them all to review VHS. Which one? There's three. Oh yes, I've never seen VHS. Them. VHS had way more of an impact on my youth then you've never seen it no all right does it surprise you that i haven't we gotta go watch vhs opening you haven't no neither of you guys have seen it i was telling you like i haven't seen really a lot of like those staple horror movies we can't can't, i I don't want to sell it right now because we're in the middle of paranormal activity um (laughs) what else is there to say about pa um the thing is it's kind of ubiquitous at this point like it's just sort of this yeah, magical especially this one mm-hmm. yeah, and, I mean, and, like, and especially like thinking again about that like dragging out of bed scene that has been like memed so much too oh yeah for that, sure it really but, has. Like, and, so kind of, and so i knew you okay no yeah i was just thinking of something oh okay you said god and then like leaned over in your say, chair and i was then like i realized you i didn't know what it was called so i'm doing a quick google but continue um but yes, yeah, so like when that happened, I wasn't expecting it to be scary because it was such a meme, but then it was. And that's like. It's like when uh, Bridget heard um, Mad World <gasps> play at the end of Donnie Darko. <laughs> she right. thinks it's just a meme, but it wasn't always a meme. It wasn't a meme then. No. I mean, sure. it was good. Same with the PA stuff. I remember I saw Landon. I know you're listening to this. We saw a paranormal activity together and he was grabbing me the whole time screaming. That's cute. And he was a big kid. Like he was like the tallest kid in our grade. He looked like Sasquatch. He was like the big hairy boy and he's just crying and screaming and That's jumping really onto cute. me the whole time. It was such a good experience. <laughs> and then we went and saw it again. Like that's how good it was. And he's not a movie guy. We went and saw it a second fucking time. Every time I watch a horror movie with my mom, like that we've never seen, she smacks me whenever something scary happens. She's what? Like, it's just like a, really? It's just like a, Oh, oh my mom does that same too. No, but it's not a pat. It's like a hard smack. <laughs> but it's like, but she's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my goodness! Did you guys see the um, Paranormal Activity spoof movie? Spoof movie. Oh, haunted oh, house. Oh, oh um, there's so many. A haunted house with Cedric the Entertainer. Yes, I've seen it. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was bad. We got, I was just thinking about it. What was that one we found at the pawn shop? God, it was like, uh, fuck. I'm trying. I know. I'm trying to find it. It's real. It looks so bad. I kind of want to review it for like patreon content or something it the, the title the cover had abraham lincoln in the paranormal activity bed that's all i remember oh god it looks terrible i'm finding it um 30 nights of paranormal activity with the devil inside the girl with the dragon tattoo dragon tattoo yeah, yeah. oh my god it looks so awful i got that the blu-ray terrible. for two dollars um, yeah yeah that. it's um it's a lot it was directed by craig moss I feel like that's how you really know that a movie has like a <laughs> profound cultural impact. When it's got Scary Movie 5, two Haunted House spoof movies, and multiple other spoof movies about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how you yeah. know when, when something has like cultural impact when it has a spoof movie. I almost disagree. I think the reason why everybody keeps spoofing it is because the movie costs $15,000 to make, so anybody can go make it. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like when you think about movies like... Like Scream, we have Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. You like, know what I mean? Or Twilight, like, we have Twilight, Vampire I was literally suck. just thinking yeah. about I saw I that at the drive-in it. as a kid. It was, was great. It I remember Vampire Sucks. I had that movie. Fun. 
it was God. it was a good time at I the time s- i watched when i was working at family video i watched the vin diesel super fast cars blah 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 it fast was, and the furious yeah but it was like a parody one like a spin. oh okay gotcha it was really bad <laughs> or or i mean like 50 shades of gray had a spoof that was probably pretty dumb but like i watched some of it with your sister it's 50 shades of black right i think it, was, it is it was, it was. Yeah, those 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 had Wayne to, brothers, had to they don't give a shit. It shouldn't exist. They just poop out whatever movie they <laughs> and want. They can just do what they want. Right. Good for them. Like, I wish that ugh. could be me. Yeah. Dude, how, it'd be lit if we could make a paranormal activity, like, parody. I'd love that. Why is it being so too. quiet? Why is this? I was, I was like, gas. I, I was like, <laughs> I guess because I was thinking, I had an idea for the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> the thumbnail that you're seeing right now yeah, yeah it was born in this moment <laughs> no they're yeah. always made beforehand there's gonna be a i have a good idea okay okay yeah we'll talk about it later we'll probably do it tie a little <laughs> string around your <laughs> finger yeah, so you remember i, I will no I will. She'll, she'll remember Brandy's like rocking back and forth <laughs> yeah. you literally went like straight exorcist after you figured it I out i have an idea i have an idea <laughs> <laughs> okay um that's what we should do we should do the exorcist my dad I've never seen has it. a I've great seen story it. about that. I'd love to tell it. I would love to hear it. Mm-hmm, but I'm, I'm going to say But not right if, now. If we do it. But um, yeah, um, should we rate this movie? Are we like at a point where we're ready to yeah, do it? And, and I think we've... We're yeah. also going to do a collective down. scores thing with this yeah. and we'll figure out what we also consider. Oh, so we're going to do out of 10 for this? If I think that'd be best. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that. that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so who wants to go first? I'm going to give it six spooks out of 10. Wow, that's loyal. That's I'm sorry, low. not six. I thought nine, but I, my brain turned it upside down. It was six. Wow, you're easily pressured. You went from a six to a nine. It no, really I really look. was. I was going for a nine. But I was just my like brain surprised. It I was like down. ready to accept it. I just was like waiting for the explanation. I'm of just why like, damn, those other ten. movies are going to go in the fucking toilet. Then if this one's okay, a six. Do so you give it a nine? I do give it a nine, yeah. I swear it wasn't pressured. I just had an edible earlier, so. I give it a Brain 9 melt. out of 10, and it only isn't a 10 out of 10, because fuck Mika. <laughs> I agree. Seconded. <laughs> Who's going first? Okay. Uh, paper, scissors, shoot. I lost. I went with paper. He said scissors. Um, I'm going to give it a... I, like, I don't want to mess it up too much by doing decimals. You can do decimals because it'll, yeah. it'll still work out. It'll still what, work out. what kind of like one decimal place is that we're going to be the cutoff? I mean, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Why would you go any farther? What the hell are you looking for? I don't know. <laughs> like I only, only, only like, 0.5 increments. Oh, I can only go 0.5? <laughs> yeah. I can do like a 0.8? Yeah. What the hell else? How deep are we getting with this shit? I don't know. I, now I no, you're forbidden from doing anything but a 0.5. <laughs> How, but, but how incrementally different are you going to get? Is one like an 8.8 and the other one's an 8.7? I don't understand. At that point... You're they're just the splitting same hairs. Fucking, they're the Hold same on. fucking thing. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. I'm going to give it an eight. Cool. Wow. I'm, no no decimal even. I was going to give it a 7.8, but you said I couldn't do that. You cannot. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is I love it. <laughs> I'm for you giving it a 7.8, babe. <laughs> Fine. I give it an eight. <laughs> I, mine's also an eight. So. Okay. Okay. Let me uh, put that in the calculator real quick. I I wonder wonder if let me fire do her do, up. Do, do, do. Are you making ASMR? Calculator. Bridget, what are you doing? Can you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Hear that. Unfortunately. <laughs> Subscribe <laughs> for more ASMR. Yeah, that's right, guys. We are professional <laughs> podcasters. Okay, so I give it an eight. Logan gives it an eight. Bridget gives it a nine. What did you give it, Franny? A nine. A nine also? That's what I thought. Divided by four. 
8.5. Woo! 8.5. That's what we give the first one. Woo! All right, guys. So we're going to take a quick pause and add will play, and then we will get back into part yeah. two. Oh, and um, we have a shout out as well. Fuck me. I almost forgot about that. How you cannot forget about a uh, shout out. Should uh, we do it right now? You're putting me on the spot. I wanted to say we something special. Do, we don't have to do it right now. We can do it when we come back. I don't want to waste it. Okay, okay. Cool, then. <laughs> we can pause, 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 This week's episode of the Crosscut Cinema Podcast is sponsored by Street Stains. So, what if every time you like spilled your popcorn or soda on your shirt, it just kind of like blended in? Street Stains is a hella original clothing brand that allows you to wear your stains with pride. Shop www.streetstains.com for art and apparel. You can use the coupon code BOO loves you, B-O-O loves you for 15% off site-wide. Again, thank you so much to our friends at Street Stains for sponsoring this episode. You can check them out on Instagram at street underscore stains. Thank you. We're back. Paranormal Ooh. activity two two paranormal two activity second one which was before the first one paranormal activity tokyo drift (laughs) two paranormal two activity i already said that fuck oats oats yeah oats (laughs) um speaking of oats unrelated uh, (laughs) speaking of oats um i don't really know how to do this because i've never had a person be like i want you to talk to me talk to me it's always been the other way around where people are like please don't talk to me um we have and a frequent me, like, commenter the first like three weeks we knew each other just yeah. please don't talk to me <laughs> literally like such an angry face and i'm just like i don't know why she hates me so much but you didn't hate me no it was, it was just a guard it was a shield <laughs> Yeah, I just have a face like that from the most like the most like overly Christian workplace I've ever been to. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to deal with this. Anyway, um, we have a frequent commenter, a person that uh, has emailed us suggestions, which, by the way, you're welcome. We're doing mall rats. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of people. But you also left that, too. Um, shout out to Bianca, who has also given us a great idea because we're going to start like I believe Madison just um, said right before we started recording, uh, we're going to start offering a Patreon tier where people can pay for a shout out. It's like, Just a, like a one-time mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And they can choose who they want the shout out Because we've had people say like, you know, I, don't, I can't donate monthly for whatever reason, but like mm-hmm. I would pay for a one-time shout out. Yeah. And like that's something we want to do because we want to say hey to y'all and like be stupid mm-hmm. on, on audio and like have you keep that forever if you so desire. So and yeah, that's the thing. This is also uh, kind of like living proof to you guys because Bianca is now like our little pen pal. Um, people <laughs> who want to interact with us, you can just do it. We're very like, even if you're a very negative viewer, like you have a lot of negative things to say. I would encourage that actually. We really, <laughs> this is what we consider to be like an open dialogue for cinema. We want people to be able to come here and talk about it. We want people to be able to call me and Masson's opinion, stupid or smart or whatever they want to call it. But don't um, you dare say anything about me or Bridget's opinion. Correct. You um, cannot. <laughs> they are angels. I haven't been afraid to say it in the past. So yeah. I don't know if this is going to change anything. I, I don't um, think it is. I don't know if we talked about this yet, but somebody somebody did like a little drinking game and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. That was thing. cute. Oh, it was yeah. so it was, uh, no, I loved it God, though. Because we need to read it. it. <sighs> we need to read it. 
can't read it. I feel real called out in it, though. <laughs> we're going to call all of us out. Well, the worst part the is you're, you're just so game. nice. You were just like, the Guys, reason why you didn't hear me is because I wasn't there because you're just like the nicest person ever. I didn't even think oh, they were dissing me. Yeah, but they I were dissing I don't really you. feel like it was a diss. It, it, was, was, it was definitely a diss. That's a fucking diss. Okay, hold on. That's I, don't, a, I don't take it as a that's diss. That's a Dijonet from Proud Family I loved it. So, okay. I don't, I'm not going to, I can't pronounce the name. Um, you don't have to read the name of the comments. Okay. It's just there. Yeah, it's there. So Pink Lebowski video, pinned comment. Yeah, it's the pinned comment. So they said crosscut cinema drinking game. Madison is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite I, thing. I'm assuming take a shot for each each time we or do one sip. of these. Or sip. I, I would suggest sipping. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh. so, so number one, Madison is a bitch. Number two. Logan talks about Kevin Smith. Oh, that one really, that's so mean. It's really not. I really it's don't really think not. this is a diss. This, that one's a diss in the film bro community because Kevin Smith is one of those directors that you either fucking hate or you Yeah, love. I mean, I guess that's true, but I don't take this comment as a diss. I my, think it's like just like a fun like. My film teacher once said, I don't know anything about movies because I like dogma. That's a real <laughs> oh, thing. God. Okay. I essay on dogma. So, and then it says three. Bridget says nothing. <laughs> And that it's was the one Bridget that I wasn't quiet. on. Or maybe it literally means the word nothing. I don't know. He didn't. Was, no, that wasn't he, very meant specified. To, he meant her being quiet. Maybe it's not a diss. It's definitely a diss. And it then, was definitely a diss. I don't. It's totally a diss. I don't see how it's a diss. It's because a diss. Even I'm if it's friendly, quiet. it's a friendly diss. Yeah, I think that's what I take it as like a friendly little but, like. Yeah. But it was meant to be like. Mm, it was gotcha. a little jab. I got yeah, it's, it's a like, fun it's little like, jab. It's like in the way you make fun of your friends. Yeah. Sure. I and I want us all to be friends. Yours here. is the saltiest, so I guess if you feel it that way. I don't think it's a mean, diss at all. Mine is pretty I mean, salty. I very, right? I very openly and publicly it, yeah. say that I'm a bitch on this podcast all the time. And then it's different when you say it versus like I can't be like Madison, you're such a bitch because that seems really rude to me, and I don't feel that way. But like, you know what I mean? Like somebody else that you don't even know is gonna sit there and be like, she's a bitch. Like that bothers me. I don't know. And why. It doesn't bother me. It's, it's a joke, guys. And, and, then, then, no. and then four, it says Franny does not listen and laughs hysterically. <laughs> well, that one's just kind of true. And then <laughs> they're all kind of true. That's Shut why up. it's a funny exactly. joke. I'm adding number five and saying, take a shot every time a commenter spells me or Bridget's name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, you got a point. <laughs> but anyway, all this to say that, like, if you want to interact with us, even if you want to tell us that we, like, suck, you can do that. We will, we will listen. It. And, Bianca, Except I from- appreciate the fact that you were willing to pay. And um, I get that, like, finances are hard for you. But it's really just cool that you reached out in general. So yeah, it's really that. cool. And that's why we wanted to, like, mm-hmm. say hey. Yeah. It's nifty. But that's our only free one. Yeah, next we're time. We're business now. Yeah, next we're time, corporate. motherfucker. Yeah, take that. Capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway. All right. All that being said. Yeah. Thank you once again. But uh, Paranormal Activity too. I feel like all the houses in Paranormal Activity are such like representative of like American capitalists, like suburban dream. You just wait. It's another thing where you got to wait and see, buddy. I mean, like in the, like in the first three, like especially. First they, four. They, first four. Yeah, first four first, for sure. First four, yeah. For I mean, real. like like that fucking house is ridiculous um yeah i mean they're all just very like very like pier one imports you know yeah that's so accurate (laughs) i mean probably like the dingiest house was um mika and katie's and it was still like a a nice house it was just very closed concept as we discussed yeah very closed off Um, it's a product of its time i like this one because it has the um good scare staircase for scary spooky time yeah it does Mm. doesn't it you know my opinion on this movie is it it's not the worst of the series 
But it's the first time because I actually saw them kind of weirdly out of order. I saw one, then three, then two. Um, just because that it so happened that way. Um, I feel like it's easily the most disappointing of the, of the trilogy of the first three. Why do you think that? I think this movie gives up on trying to be creative with its shots and just goes, it's a security camera everywhere. Yeah. And the stillness of the camera is great and all, but when you have such a wide shot that it looks like I'm watching like JC Penny footage, <laughs> like it just doesn't work for me. Um, especially when this, there's still a manipulated handheld camera. Like if you're going to commit to a security situation, why not do like a panning shot? Like in three or why not have it be like in a singular location and just carry in a camera for the rest? I mean, it just felt like, why the fuck are these people using so many goddamn cameras in their house? Because they have all of yeah. them at all the entrances, and then they also have handheld ones. And it just feels like a little bit extra for me. Especially when there's whole ass recorded areas where they really don't do much. Yeah, I just and yeah, I just feel like in the in the first movie, you have these, like, static shots with, like, the camera. Mm -hmm. But they're visually interesting. Absolutely. And then a lot of times, these security camera shots just kind of, like, aren't. It's just, like, you know, a white family's home and in suburban America. Also, no, maybe this just happened because we used to work in an escape room. But we always would have to watch several cameras at one time. Yeah. And the issue with me is... Where the fuck was that shot in this movie, first of all? Because there could have been yeah. a multi-camera shot where we have to look for which yeah. scene it's happening in. Didn't yeah. happen in this film, and it should have. And then the other thing is, there's unnecessary cameras. The cam the kitchen camera is completely covered by the living room camera because you can see everything in the kitchen. Why is there an additional camera? Yeah, and kitchen? it would almost be more interesting to see that stuff happening a little mm -hmm. further in the background. Or like, like I said, like... The way that these are recorded, when you go to check this footage, it's going to be several different panels on one screen. Let us see all the panels in action sometimes in the film. You know, like let us try to figure out in what room is something happening and have it all going at once. You could have multiple things happening in multiple rooms. It'll draw, it, it gives it something interesting. And the fact is, like, that's what this movie should have been if they were going to have a multi camera setup like that. It should have been. Like Five Nights at Freddy's or something where you got multiple yeah. cameras going at once. That would have been cool. Instead, you're directing the shots now to where I know what when things are going to happen in certain rooms because we're already there. Right. So I already know what's going to happen because we're in this room Yeah, now. I mean, that was what was cool about the first movie is like it's the camera's in one location until somebody picks it up and moves it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... And I think... And then the camera in the third film, not to go too much into it, but they, they found a creative way to cover the house... Without it feeling like, okay, because we're in this room, we know what's happening. Because they used the openness of it, the open concept of it, being that, like, you could see what was happening downstairs via the little girl's living room, not to, or the little girl's bedroom. Yeah. Not to go into too much detail. But this film completely acted like every single area in the movie is like a separate apartment or something. Like, they very rarely connected between shots. So you knew what was going to happen. Oh, good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that, I think that they, they could have used less cameras and had more interesting angles. And then like, because I think part of what's scary is stuff happening in the background and like not quite being able to tell what's going on. And it goes back to what I was saying before, where I feel like in this movie, they were focused on getting in more scares and having it be more scary at more times mm -hmm. and more in your face scares rather than being 
innovative, like the first movie, and then to a lesser extent, the third movie. Yeah. Well, it depends on your taste, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I think, I think that, like, you know, the first movie is the most innovative because it sort of reinvented what was what we were doing Mm -hmm. with found footage, and the the third one is like is the most is is like very inventive on the premise that already exists. And and you can tell the interest level of the second one because we were refusing to talk about it. We're only talking about the third one (laughs) because essentially this movie has such little to draw from in the positive regard than like the other movies. Like you, you don't have much to draw from to talk about positive. Like, like one thing that I liked about the movie is that it had great characters. Yeah. I was actually thinking that I was like, in, in terms of what this movie does do better than like the first one is that you like the characters a lot more mm-hmm. and they all feel more like real people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, uh, like Katie and Mika are there. Katie less than Mika, but both of them really mm-hmm. are, are there not to be like people, but to be like the Conduits. people that this thing mm-hmm. happens to. Whereas in the, in the second movie, they're much more like person. And, and then the other thing with the second movie, and this is just to show the restraint of the filmmaker. I feel like if the, if the one from the original movie had made this film, it would have been like this. So the stepdaughter, right? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. go to any horror movie or any low budget movie, the instant relationship between a stepmother and a stepdaughter is that they hate each other and they don't like each other. And that's not the relationship that was here. And it made yeah, it more I believable. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I really like that too. If this was directed too. by the first filmmaker, I feel like he would have totally gone that route, made them hate each other, like just kind of went for like the easy shots because you could have easily made the tension more real by making it a stepdaughter hates stepmother thing. But yeah. when things start going down, the two that are actually the closest or actually the stepmother and the stepdaughter. Right, because the father doesn't quite believe them. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a choice that really exemplifies all the characters and their motivations. Yeah. And it makes all of their decisions following, like even the father's decisions, make so much more sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they were just like hating each other and the dad's trying to, he would do anything. But the fact is that they were kind of up against him, like there's something going on, and then he was the denier. Yeah. But it was almost plausible because he's like the real kind of like i guess you could say like the lord of the home or whatever maybe like he's the one who's like kind of in yeah. charge of this kind of thing especially since it's actually his daughter you know like there's right. a certain sp- significant relationship more between him and her than the stepmother so he has more of a say of how they handle these issues and it, that's that's how you kind of draw in why he's so obstinate to the idea that there's some sort of demon or ghost yeah. Makes it way more believable. Also, that's a really cute dog in that movie. That is a cute, cute dog in that mm-hmm. movie, yeah. And the PA movie specifically go out of their way to not kill pets. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate I that about too. them. Yeah. I just love the nanny such man. Oh, yeah, that's a great character, yeah, too. Yes. One that was like maybe like a little too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. But but was su- it was super cool that she wasn't just like a crazy witch lady. Like she, no. she was like dancing around with the daughter and like singing and like. You could tell they had a real relationship. She was a little yeah. nanny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the best part is they they did the show and not tell in the sense that when she was getting kicked out, you were kind of pissed off at the dad. I agree. But also he iterated effectively that she's done this before and she gives you the vibes that she would be like totally like, you know, um, how, how should I put this? Would be totally you know, stubborn and not yeah. stop when he asks her to. I mean, she was right in the she end. She was right, yeah. Right. And but, then he has to go crawling back to her, like, help me save my wife. But if she was just the weak witch doctor character, you would assume that she would just stop and, like, or, or leave. But she cared enough to stay, even though she knew that 
Right, she came back. Essentially, mm-hmm. the idea is if you were like a normal witchy doctor kind of girl and you didn't have like a real character, the first time they tell you not to do it, you just leave because you're afraid of the demons. She cared enough about the baby and the family to try to stay against the ideas of the father. That's great character building. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's where the movie falls flat uh, is everywhere else. <laughs> I mean, I, like there are some good like tense moments. Like I have to say the, the moment when, or wait, maybe I'm thinking of a different... Did she get locked out of the house in this one? Yes. Yeah. The, okay. The yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure I was thinking of this one and not a different one, but she gets like locked out of the house at one point, like the door shuts behind her and the baby is just in there alone. And that's like a good and walking around and dressed to me out of the walk. Like this baby, this yeah, baby like, that's stressful as fuck. I know when we were watching it, we were talking about like the babies in bathroom, <laughs> babies and bathrooms theory. Like yes, everything's scary. Real. Yeah. It's absolutely real. Happens with the, like the most, if the most spectral, you want to say they're just like the babies just see more like they yeah, are so yeah, sensitive to it they're the most vulnerable of people yeah and then bathrooms are the most vulnerable of yeah. places to get to people uh-huh so if you have a baby in a bathroom that's a that's a ghost hot spot get that kid out of there yeah, like get, get when, that kid out of that bathroom when we have a kid someday logan if they ever start never going like to the that, bathroom like f- <laughs> fuck yeah 13 bitch you can use the bathroom until then you got the yard you hear me i swear to god wash your hands with the fucking hose this sh- like i think i was saying i think i kept saying like when the kid would be doing shit either, either in this one or in like the next subsequent ones but like that kid's going up for adoption right yeah. like <laughs> if my kid's ever like i have an imaginary friend that's an old creepy man no nope. that'd be like great you can talk to him on the way to the orphanage yeah. where we're taking you <laughs> um i'm not but to be fair the little kid he was so young too yeah but yeah he, he didn't mm, ever just a baby. exemplify like this is my friend no, it was he never couldn't conceptualize he, it. He, no, was he was like a baby. He was baby, also baby. like scared of it. Right. He had the oh my natural God, reactions yeah. of being and like. And the dog protecting him. Oh my then, heart. And then the dog, because mm-hmm. like essentially like, it's later, I mean, I won't say the name of the demon, but um, the dog. I feel like we've said it already. We've already anymore. said so it, yeah. Toby, yeah, Toby's bitch ass. <laughs> Toby's but, little bitch ass. That really takes the wind out of his wings though, you know what I mean? His name's Toby, like that pussy right. fucking demon Toby. Like there was a <laughs> kid in my like, elementary school named toby yep. that everybody thought was like the cutest and he like later turned out to be like the lo- the school like pot supplier wow That's- wow how the- and he also wasn't so cute Ooh, to- toby table. we're sorry he's not listening what if he was what if toby is actually <laughs> bianca <laughs> hi toby <laughs> slash bianca <laughs> fancy no, meeting kidding. you here just kidding um but um yeah i mean he was like afraid of it the whole time and I think the that that is kind of like another restrained character option that I think the director picked well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in the later mm-hmm. movies, they they can't decide whether it's their friend or they're afraid of it. Um, and that's like a genuine issue that I have with the other flicks. It's like mm. they'll have somebody who's like entangled and has an entanglement. Um, oh no! Yeah, no, but with Toby, and it's like a mixed kind of bag, you know? Yeah. Whereas I feel like this kid was just like. Get Toby the fuck out of my room. Get him out of here. Right. He's like looking in the mirror and she's like, Toby, get your bitch ass out of my room, you fucking right. asshole. And then when he's picking him up out of the crib and she's like, Toby, I don't like that. Don't put my shit. legs to sleep, dude. Toby, don't wrestle me right now, dude. I can't do this. <laughs> it's not like, time to be wrestling. Yeah. Don't wrestle me, dude. I'm just trying to catch those Z's, bruh. And I mean, like something, what was I going to say? 
something I do like about this movie is that like it doesn't give you away too much. Like it's cool. Like it gives you a context for the events of the first movie. And it gives you a little bit more information about like, okay, what is this evil force? What is it quite what is it one? Like And it does But start, it doesn't it's the starting point for some inaccuracies though. Um, yeah, and that's the thing that like kind of frustrates me a little bit about the f- films in the future. Like this one kind of gives you just enough to like to really like it gives you it gives you just enough where you're like yeah okay that makes sense like I'm cool with that and uh, like I like having that context for the first movie of why what's happening is happening but then sort of as you go deeper they try to like add more lore almost mm-hmm. and it just gets confusing and ceases to make sense and one of, this is the first film to do it I think this one and I actually have done it one of the worst they have to re-explain to you. The movie, because they have to assume that right. this is your first paranormal activity. So they're going to re-explain the whole, needs a child, needs this, needs that. What's crazy is this was the film when that was introduced, and I argue it's the worst explanation. She's hanging out with like this fuckboy, and they're reading it off of their Mac, and it's just not yeah. very believable. Because like, if you were reading the shit and the shit was happening to you, would you be like all like, oh... Well, I checked my Wikipedia today, and that seems pretty sound. That this that that that's what's happening. Right? I mean, like, when you wish... be like, "Oh my fucking god, there's a demon in my house!" Like, right. there's like, no reaction. I like, I like the way that it ties into the first movie, but I like, yeah, and I like that you get a little bit of backstory. But I wish it had almost been delivered differently. Like, I wish it could have come from like a character rather than like the internet. Also, could we not be so dumb as to you explaining to us how many days until Micah dies when he shows up on screen? We can figure that out. He's right. not dead. No, I kind of like that. I no, kind of no, like that. It's a good. It's a good the, anchor. They already gave us the date. This, that's my argument: is that this film has to treat it like nobody's ever seen them, and I just feel like that moment is just so like, this is when he's gonna die. I just don't really need I, that because I because like, for instance. If it wasn't like you were the first time you were seeing the movie, like it was for us, you know exactly when he's going to die. You just fucking saw this last year where he died on October, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you see the date and then you see him. If you're going to do that and you're going to give him the date of like he dies in 60 days, don't give us the date at the start of the movie. Especially yeah. when it's on the cameras later. You give us the start date <laughs> of the movie and then you go, he dies in 60 days. Yeah, I can do fucking math. I got it. Yeah, I mean, I think this well, movie... Well, I can't and I appreciate them doing it for me. That's I the most that's... spirited argument you've ever had on the podcast <laughs> by far. Except for her hatred for um, the lighthouse. You guys ain't <laughs> heard nothing yet. If we do Tusk, you'll hear some real hatred. I think th- I think ultimately this movie suffers from like what a lot of sequels suffer from, especially like horror movies, is that especially with a horror movie sequel, you kind of have to, you, there's more of an assumption that maybe your audience hasn't seen the first one. And so I think horror movie sequels have this issue where one, they, they explain a little too much and two, they're trying to maximize their scares rather than be like clever and interesting. And I think that, I think that just is like a a horror movie sequel. Like, well, they can break Ditch. the chain though, because Insidious Chapter Two is far better than the first. Yeah, one. no, I agree. And there's I some, agree. and there are some movies where that, it, like, even, um, I'd go so far as to say, like, it Chapter Two is really good. Oh, but mm-hmm. it definitely well. suffers from the same issues though. That you're but talking it suffers about. from the same problems, and I think mm-hmm. that that like. Right. And I think that that's a problem that horror movies sequels suffer from is that like mm-hmm. it needs to do too much explanation. Oh, shit. I think that. <laughs> 
my um, microphone just for me that's just a cop out like i agree with you that that's their issue no no i think i don't think it's like i think that you can overcome it i don't think it's, i don't think it's a necessary evil of making a sequel to your horror movie yeah i just think that it happens and then the other issue they always have is like we have to up the ante like no you don't and it's like no you don't like everybody just was change fine with it. it just it just instead of going 80 miles down the same road how about you drive down like a different road yeah you know just change yeah, like up you things. don't have to do more you just have to do different yeah which is the whole point of doing a sequel is doing something within the same universe that people grabbed onto with the same kind of feel or genre and then changing it like that that's why pa2 instead of like like PA three, I feel like overcomes that a bit, but yeah. PA marked ones is like a different fucking movie. Like, I don't want to get into it, but it just shows that this movie is especially bad because the rest of the series exemplifies. Oh, that movie didn't have to be that bad. Yeah, yeah, I think that like I think like you said, like if you if you're making if you're out there gonna make your horror movie sequel and you're listening to this, you might be thinking, well, if I do, tw- I could do twice as many scares, and then half of them will be ones that people are used to, and then half of them will stand out. I would suggest that you do the same amount of scares, just do them differently, mm-hmm. and then yeah. people won't be exhausted I mean, you, by your fucking movie. You can have an homage scene, like you. Yeah, like, I mean, like I don't hate that. Like all the paranormal activities movies have that dragging out of the bed scene. I think no. that's fun. Or the time lapse, you know. Yeah. But or or like if you I mean this is a bad example I still know what you did last summer the spinning scene when the rain is hardly the issue with the film right um so repeating that part wasn't that bad um like obviously or like the killing on a, another door another yeah, glass door exactly um, I no, don't that know was I, I, I watch it um, <laughs> I was asleep but uh, I I think that we live in a film culture where now the film nerds control the film culture like we have such an effect on sequels and how they come out and what they look like because we're so loud and passionate as a fandom. So when you live in a cinema world with fandom being essentially its own producer, you know, like Sonic and all these other movies, it's okay to have a bit of fanfare, but there's a difference between fanfare and literally just recycling your movie. And I, I argue that this movie does recycle. I mean, yeah. And I would, I would say to like filmmakers out there, you don't have to listen to the riffraff dude. Like I think you should listen to some of it. You can listen a little bit, but ultimately do your thing unless you're making very scary hedgehogs. In which case, yeah. (laughs) Listen to the people. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're making Halloween six, you know, maybe watch the other movies. (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say does anybody else have anything to add to this? I don't know. That, that's felt really short, but it's also not that good know. of a movie. I feel like I don't hate this movie as much as you guys do. Like I feel like it's on par with like the first one for me. What? It okay. ain't. You mm-hmm. gotta explain yourself on that. I think it's just as good. Like it's very close to as good. The scares are good. I like the storyline. I like the characters better. I like how I agree we the get characters the, are better. I, think that's I like how we start to get the like I. I'm the type of person where when I sit down and watch a movie, I want to try to figure out what's going on. And I like how you get start to get the explanation of what is going on. Granted, they don't they don't explain it very well, and they definitely could have done a better way of doing it. But they don't make a lot of sense. I think the argument. No, I actually think the argument sense. is they explained that part too well. Really? I feel like they beat me know. over the head. Like they pretty much were. But like, I kind of didn't mind it. Like I like I like the way this plays out. I like the ending. I like I like the eeriness of have seeing like micah and mika and katie there with the family yeah i like that too i feel but, like 
Uh, yeah, I feel like in terms of like the explanation, I feel like this almost gives you too much, and then in subsequent movies, it makes less and less sense because they've already given you so much information yeah, that I now mean, anything else they give you is going to be like, wait, hold on. They should have like mapped it out a little bit better, but I like that this one was the one we get the... I liked the original starting point and how they played with it this time. I find some frustration... Um, so the, the, the massacring of the parents, right? Yeah. I find some frustration with it. Um, because they basically, I think the filmmakers, I don't, I don't really know the reason why they did it. They desperately wanted to keep the daughter alive. So how do they do it? Oh, she's on a school trip, I guess. Like for me, it would have been much better if we had seen her, you know, effectively hide and record what's her face leaving instead of it just being like still footage. She escaped. What's her face wasn't there. Like how cool would it have been if we had gotten a shot of the teenage girl, like following what's her face out of the house. And then the movie just ends like, like I'm like following her literally. Like, I feel like they took a really interesting character in the stepdaughter when she's alive somewhere. And then, yeah, I mean, I really like her living through this movie because the whole time I do too, but I think they could have done it better. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, especially because she's so like smart and savvy that's through this was, whole movie. That's what I was saying. She is the first character in the series where you see her genuinely being like, like almost like the gumshoe detective of the film. Like she's figuring shit out in real time. And I feel like they kind of wash away the relevance of the character by keeping her alive. Like not even giving her a death scene to be like, she was on a school trip. You know how it is. Like, I don't know about you, but if I had just seen a demon possess my mother, I wouldn't go on a fucking school trip a month later. (laughs) Just my opinion. Um, but yeah, for th- and like, there's also there's also the the one thing that I find really interesting about this movie is like how they are kind of able to justify just passing this shit on to Katie. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that's fine. We'll just give it to her. Yeah, like, they had to shoehorn that in. You know. I mean, I feel like I kind of get it though. Like, I mean, it's fucked, but he's just trying to protect his baby and his kid. Mm, right. No, no, I understand the concept. Yeah. of How he did it, but I feel like it was just really like messy right i love it i like it like, i don't wouldn't know it have made more sense if he had just expelled the demon and as a result the demon found like, katie i feel like he maybe would have to make it like because the demon's already kind of connected to them yeah and the fact that he made it a, so here's the other thing too it would have been a better ending if they had thought they had just expelled it not knowing that katie was going to have it taken over it would make more sense that they were caught off guard because they assumed that it was gone. Right, because like, wouldn't you? Because like, this wouldn't demon you wants be, your baby. Yeah, wouldn't you be on high alert that Katie's gonna come over and fucking judo chop you? Oh uh, yeah, true. Like this demon, mm-hmm. like a dingo, wants your baby so bad and exactly. wants to eat it. So, so when when the yeah, idea let's of just put it, it in being somebody a, that knows your baby, like yeah, exactly. Point. And if they had just expelled it and been like, oh, it's gone, and then we find out, no, bitch. It yeah, ain't gone. I just think that's an interesting choice for this film to make when it would make more it, sense for them to be like, oh, we 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 exercise this demon. Like, I feel like it's just to slightly villainize the likable characters, which is a weird choice to me, because. I truly don't believe the daughter nor the father would really be okay. Yeah, with I mean, fucking somebody over that hard. And no then, like, what how? And then, like, was. it's also like, how would their mother feel about that? Like, even though she's not like present right now. And also, like, I didn't know like expelling a demon gave you like deja vu or whatever. Not deja vu. It gave you like in uh, what's the word for it? Amnesia. It just gives you yeah. amnesia. Like all of a sudden, you're like, I never know about Wait. no demon. My yeah. sister keeps crying in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, what are you I talking about? about I forgot about that part. How? Yeah, the like weird plot hole of the sister doesn't remember. No, they literally explain she won't remember a thing, which is That's like so why fucking wouldn't she? Weird. 
Yeah. She wouldn't remember anything even before the possession. How do, what tailgates this possession? Does she not remember the childhood? Does she only or does she only not remember what happened in the house? Right. Does she only remember some of the stuff that happened in the house, but not all of it? I mean, Because remember, some- at one point she says, sorry, yeah. I'm just on the trail here. At one point she says, I, I yeah, all that haunting stuff just kind of went away. So what does she remember? I mean, right. right. As somebody who has had childhood trauma and therefore blacked out a lot, I mean, it's very explainable by they had childhood trauma. But she remembers. The fuck out. She remembers the childhood. She remembers being slightly haunted. We just don't know how much. Yeah, but I mean, she probably just blacked out. What does that mean? Enough of it. What? I mean, yeah, I mean, but, but like, but and specifically, it's a traumatic event. I think it's very plausible that like the character but, wouldn't no, remember. Explain in the film that she's going to forget and how. Um, what tale does Toby yeah. decide like? All right, you can remember up until then, but after yeah, that, well, I think that's that she, I think true. that what she forgets is like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree, it's complicated. It I don't is. know. And it didn't it's have over, to be. It could have just been top. expelled. We think the demon's gone. She could be aware yeah. the demon existed, and then they're caught off guard by the fact that suddenly Katie has it. Yeah. Better, better plot. I, I get that now. Yeah, that and makes that's, sense. That's to the me. other thing. Is there so you much? You sold me. Yeah, <laughs> I should have wrote this movie. No, I'm just kidding. No, anybody else should have. Yeah, I th- and I think I think again that this I think that they were really trying to like churn the sequel out. Obviously, I mean this movie was still showing in theaters while they were making the sequel to yeah. it, mm-hmm. and like I think that I think that if they had given it more time and let it sit and like let it go through, yeah, let it sink into like the the general consciousness, you know? and like and like let it. Pro, like like process this script a little more process yeah. this film mm-hmm. have some time to like come up with some new ideas rather than being like we got to make another one of these while the while the uh, while the like strike while the iron's hot you and know? the original director wanted it to be like after two wanted very john carpenter like was like after two it should be an anthology series and then they didn't do it mm. um I um, I kind of like that idea, but at the I same think time, it almost is an anthology. I mean, it's, it's not, not, but it's not almost at all. Is. It's not at all. I mean, it, it almost kinda, it kinda is. gets more that way as it goes on, but it's not. I feel like three feels like one. No, not at all. <laughs> Bridget said no. Not, it's <laughs> literally the prequel oh. to everything. I know. I I just like the way this whole series does the timeline. I mean, I like it too. I the like the series that it's not will always have a special place in my heart it can't do too yeah much and i mean wrong. i don't have the five i don't I'm have the fondness. biggest pa fans of all time i'm the one who said we should do all this yeah <laughs> all right yeah all right i'm ready to rate this thing all right i'll go first this is a five out of ten six out of ten for nostalgia purposes seven and a half out of ten i'll give it a five and a half okay so let's add that up real quick and then we can call this thing done Hold on. Where's my calculator? Okay, so I said 5.5. Logan said 5. Bridget said 6. Oh, I was just multiplying. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best paranormal activity movie ever. It's amazing. (laughs) And Brittany, what did you say? Seven and a half. I'm wondering what it's going to be. Six. Yeah. About right. It's very nice and divisible. Ended up being 24, which is divisible by four, which I like. There you go. It's a six, six. which I feel like is is about, I I think that's what it deserves. Oh yeah. It's exactly where it should be. All right. I feel good about that. Okay. So what's happening next week? Um, so we're going to just, I'm going to list off a couple of things because we don't know the exact order. So we want people to be prepared. Um, we're going to do 
mall rats and the invitation those are two things that do not go together but um, we're gonna make it because we've thought bridget should pick a movie because she had to sit out the big labusku video and then we also had a lot of recommendations including bianca to do mall rats um because we we're on a quest to do all the kevin smith films and that is tentatively what we would like to do next week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. barring like you know life happening yep um and then we'll do Jackie Brown for our Quentin Quarantino. And I am so excited. Me too. I love Jackie Brown. Franny's never seen it. Bridget, Bridget's have you never seen it? seen it. I've never even really heard of it. So I have no idea. Uh, that is why blind. I'm so excited because this is so slept on. I'm not going to yeah, do the really, podcast right now. About it. But I just want to say I'm really pumped. And Pam Greer, if you're if you're available, I'm free any day this week. <laughs> Pam Greer, dude. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. Um, and then obviously PA three and four. And of course, eventually paranormal activity the marked ones and paranormal activity the ghost dimension that's a way off we haven't watched those yet Mm -hmm. but those are gonna happen sometime but those are the movies you guys should be up to date on um uh yeah prioritizing the ghost dimension i wouldn't recommend watching but Hmm. i think i kind of have to since we're gonna talk about it prioritizing wall rats and the invitation because i think that's what's what we're trying to have happen next week Mm -hmm. the invitation is on netflix and it's really good and Um, mall rats you can get on any streaming platform for like three even if you like don't want to listen to the episode i think you should watch the invitation make sure you watch the Mm -hmm. theatrical cut of mall rats there are some places that only have the unrated we're doing the theatrical cut because the unrated one is totally different and not very good um, <laughs> because it was the original before Warner Brothers wrangled a young Kevin Smith into making an actual movie. So, Mallrats, the theatrical cut. Make sure you watch that. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. All righty, guys. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, Patreon. Hell oh, get, yeah. a, get a shout out. We have shout outs. Get a shout out. Um, check out <laughs> I'll shout Street you out. Stains once again. I'll shout you out. And uh, yeah. Guys, we love you. We love y'all. Oh I'm God. engaged. You Thank so you for much. listening. She's engaged. <laughs>